All right, let's work through a little more of Psalm 82. In verse 2, God asked these Elohim, How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Okay, these Elohim are judging unjustly. We see that, in fact, they're favoring the wicked. Sounds like just people in our world today. Yahweh instructs them in verse 3, and this sounds a lot like our God. In verse 3, he says, give, he's speaking to these Elohim. He says, give justice to the weak and to the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. The next verse could either refer to these Elohim or people perhaps on earth affected by the unjust rule of these Elohim. Um, There's a few different opinions on this, but in verse 5 it says, They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. Right, The earth is messed up. And some of that is related to the unjust rule of these Elohim. So in this psalm, God has called this council meeting in order to judge the Elohim for the corrupt rule of the nations. Now, check this out. In verse 6, verse 6 declares these Elohim to be sons of God. Remember the last episode, the morning stars, the, the sons of God, those who were there at the beginning of creation of the earth, Listen to this. He says in verse 6, I said, you are God's Elohim, sons of the Most High, all of you. And here's the warning. This is the judgment. And also we hear, we see here the contrast that God is speaking to non-humans in verse 7. Nevertheless, like men, you shall die and fall like any prince. So in verse 6, Verse 6 refers to these other gods as sons of the Most High. These sons of God are divine spiritual beings under the authority of the God of Israel, Yahweh. They've been given some sort of authority over the nations of earth. And we'll see more of this in the weeks to come. And here they stand in judgment because they have failed to rule the nations righteously. And again, we see the judgment and the contrast The warning, these are Elohim, they are sons of God, these divine beings within the spiritual heavenly realm, and yet they've been sentenced to judgment like mortal men, like kings of the earth. You see, not only were the sons of God at the beginning of creation, the creation of the earth, but they were also charged with responsibilities over the nations. Listen to Deuteronomy 32. Verse 8 says this, When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, that refers back to the Tower of Babel in in Genesis 11, he fixed the borders of the people according to the number of, listen to this, he fixed the borders of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. So how do we know that the sons of God, these other Elohim, have responsibility over the nations? Well, the next verse, verse 9, says, But Yahweh's portion is his people. Did you hear that? The Most High, he gave the nations their inheritance, divided up mankind, fixed their borders according to the number of the sons of God. But Yahweh, this Elohim, his portion is his people. Now, there are some arguments here as to uh, whether these sons of God are, are human, but That's simply not the case. Uh, Dr. Heiser, in his book, The Unseen Realm, uh, works through that just a little bit. Um, I'm just going to mention Psalm 89 in relation to this here. Psalm 89, verse 5 says this, Let the heavens praise your wonders, Yahweh. Your faithfulness, listen to this, in the assembly of the holy ones. 
For who in the skies can be compared to Yahweh? Who among the heavenly beings, um, it's literally their sons of God, B'nai Elohim is the Hebrew, who among the heavenly beings or the sons of God is like Yahweh, a God greatly to be feared in the counsel of the holy ones and awesome above all who are around him. Now, God's divine counsel is not an assembly on earth, clearly. It's an assembly in the heavens. Elohim, holy ones, heavenly beings, sons of God are all ways to describe members of his divine counsel, some of which have been charged with responsibilities over the nations. So, are you thoroughly confused? Here's why we get confused. When we hear the word God or God's Elohim, we often think of personal attributes that's all-powerful, all-knowing, etc., but that's not really the way the biblical authors use the term. Dr. Heiser shows that the term Elohim refers more to a place of residence than it does to personal attributes. I just listen to the following verses here about uh, both what these Elohim have in common and what these Elohim do not have in common. First, Yahweh is the Elohim of Israel. In fact, too many scriptures to reference just thousands of times, Yahweh is the Elohim of Israel. Second, angels, or even the angel of Yahweh, is referred to as an Elohim. Genesis 35, 7 is a reference there. There's more. Third, members of the divine council are also called Elohim. Right? We're working through Psalm 82 right now, which does just that. Fourth, gods and goddesses of other nations are called Elohim. 1 Kings eleven thirty-three is a reference for that. Fifth, Demons, believe it or not, are also referred to as Elohim. Listen to Deuteronomy 32, verse 17. They, that's Israelites, sacrificed to demons that were no gods. To gods, did you hear that? In reference to demons. To gods, Elohim, they had never known. To new gods, in reference to demons, to new gods, Elohim, that had come recently. In sixth, um, most surprising of all, the deceased Samuel is referred to as an Elohim. In 1 Samuel 28, verse 13, the king that Saul at the time says to her, Do not be afraid, what do you see? And the woman said to Saul, I see a God, an Elohim, coming up out of the earth. Now, there's not enough time to talk about this whole story, but if you want to look back at the story, a strange story where really, um, long story short, God makes something possible that only he can make possible. And this woman has, uh, and, and, and Saul, King Saul actually, um, see the deceased Samuel, his spirit, you might say. And the woman, when she sees it, she says, I see an Elohim. Um, now, think about these verses. First, what do these verses Elohim not have in common? The term Elohim certainly isn't used in these contexts because of shared personal attributes, right? Demons are not all-powerful. Samuel is not all-knowing, but Yahweh is. So you get my point. It's, it's not used because the term Elohim is not used because they all have shared personal attributes. Think about it. What do these Elohim have in common? It's actually pretty simple. They are spiritual beings who live in the spiritual realm, that they live in the unseen realm. In our next episode, we'll see how the biblical authors ascribe attributes to Yahweh, though, that they do not ascribe to any other Elohim 
living in the spiritual realm. Let the heavens praise your wonders, Yahweh, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to Yahweh? Who among the heavenly beings is like Yahweh? A God greatly to be feared in the council of the holy ones and awesome above all who are around him. Thank you.